for a 45 second reel that could be like a whole day's worth of editing if you put transitions and you know where we magically jump and the, our clothes change and stuff like that like all that stuff takes a lot of time Hi, I'm Sarah Kearns and welcome to the podcast. This is a safe space to discuss the topics affecting everyday families. Let's take an inside look into our own realities and the realities of others. We'll learn together as knowledge creates empathy. Empathy shapes the way that we act and those actions can change our family and those around us. This is The Conscious Project. Welcome back. If you haven't listened to the first part of Influencer Life, go back, listen to last week's episode before you listen to this one. This one picks up on our conversation with me and Gemma. We're going to chat about the kids being online, balancing money and authenticity, and how to hire an influencer for you small businesses from start to finish, what you should know, a few things about the emotional side of you know having strangers pour their hearts out to you every day why the podcast even came to fruition and I think I'm asked to rate my lifestyle out of 10. So here we go. I hope you really enjoy it. We all know what it's like to have kids. <laughs> they're not always performing. They're not always on. Or no. You know, Knox does think no. he's an Instagram star. Um, he does. He says, I mean, he basically it. is. <laughs> I know. So, he loves it. <laughs> so what happens, like, I mean, I know that this has been said to some people. I know it's been said about some people. I know it's been said to you. But, you know, you do have the people that are not necessarily nice and will say things about you, mm-hmm. you I guess, using children and not, and, not, and not just you, influencers in general, using children yep. as, as marketing tools to get more engagement, to get more money and all of that stuff. So what happens when the boys say no? Do they say no? Is this something that, you know, they will be doing for a while? Like They love it. They're like, this is amazing. We get to go to some really cool places. Like we get invited to the Lego events. You know, they got to Zoom call with the Lego, for a Lego event, they got to Zoom call with the gold medalist, Logan Martin, who won gold in Tokyo for BMXing, who my boys watched, cheered for. And when I said to them, like, look, Lego wants to work with our family this month. Um, It's a cool new motorbike lego that you we build like some ramps and they're like bikes that you pull back and let go and we'll get to chat with logan martin about the lego do you guys want to do that and like no thank you i've got something better to do that day (laughs) obviously i'm biased but i think that comes across in our content i think you can like kids are not actors like you would know if the kids are not here for it when we did the Zoom call, they, my boys were just, they're like, do you have any questions for Logan? My boys were just like, can we see your gold medal? We watched you on TV. <laughs> like, they're like, this is you. And they played Logan on the bikes, on the Lego in their content that we filmed. So 
they understand, like we say to them, this is how we pay for this stuff or this is our job. We've been invited to go to this event and that means we're going to take a photo with Brickman for Lego um, was our last event. And is that okay? Do you guys want to do that? And they're like, hell yeah, we want to do that. (laughs) Um, I say no to a lot of brands. Now they're getting older. So, you know, products or things that I think, A, don't align. So, for instance, like... um, and Knits Spray contacted me. And I was like, no, we've never had to deal with Knits. It's not ever been an issue. So <laughs> I, I can't talk about it genuinely anyway. Yeah. Um, and that's not something that I would then do, knowing that Knox then goes to school and his parents follow me. A lot of his friends' parents follow me. And they the kids watch my stories because they want to see what my boys are up to. They want to see them on the boat. They want to see their jet ski adventures, whatever. So the kids will watch. So obviously I'm not going to put anything out there that is – that I think is going to be detrimental to them um, or something that would be embarrassing. But as for work, they get paid for what they do. They all have trusts um, set up for them, which obviously will be their money. And like you said, Knox Nox loves it. Like people will he say really hi and they'll come up and say hi to us. And he's like, that's because I'm Instagram famous mum. I'm like, it's all you, babe. It's all you. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard him say them. that's my Instagram fans. So. <laughs> You know, we did a Hot Wheels job, so the kids got this giant mega Hot Wheels set. Like, they just think it's the coolest thing ever. And then, but they also understand then that we donate those toys. Like, they don't keep everything. That would be absurd. Our house would be overflowing with things. So, they then understand too that we donate those to community projects around, to the daycare, to other people we know. We give them to friends, like, whatever has to happen with that as well. Um, so, yeah, and I don't think that they're particularly you know spoilt or bratty or anything um obviously very biased but I think they I think we're trying and we're so far achieving that bit of a balance with them um but they definitely the opportunities that it's presenting them and our family I think no matter how negative you are against the idea and I know there's a lot of people with very 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 firm opinions you can't sort of ignore the opportunities that they are presented and that they will probably continue to be presented, you know, as they go. Knox is very, very, very keen to start his own label. Um, as everyone knows, he's a total little artist and has some beautiful creations and designs and he knows what he wants to do. And he is going to have a platform to do that where most eight-year-olds probably wouldn't um, and their parents would then be seeking help from us to get their voices out there and to get their kids' stuff out there. So there's definitely huge opportunities. With that, you take the negatives as well, obviously, like any job or any anything that, you you know, you come up against. But overall, I feel good about it. How do you keep them safe, I guess? So I know that you're pretty protective in relation to things like, you you know, you obviously don't show them in school uniform and stuff like that. You've talked about it before with some of your products with school bags and names on bags and all of that stuff. So, I mean, obviously the internet is free, free free range, free domain. Um, And how do you, how do you keep them safe? Yeah, I think um, obviously with our policing background um, and working with domestic violence and offences against children and stuff, sort of sections within the police. I'm pretty cluey on how it all works. Um, I know that it is very overwhelming for the everyday person to be online and I totally respect why people choose not to put their children online. I sometimes question when people use our kids' names out in public. Um, I don't love that at all. 
um, if people come up to us and sort of go, hi, I love following you. Love it. We'll always stand there and have a chat with you. But I don't like when they come up and say, hi, Knox, hi, Finn. That's just a bit, it's a, it's a bit much. And I know other people have kept their kids' names offline. I know other influencers that keep their face, kids' faces offline um, for whatever reasons. And I totally respect that. I would never have, you know, an opinion either way. For us, I think I, am comfortable with how much we share and how much we don't. Um, we live in quite a small community. So I know that lots of people that follow us know where my kids go to school because they their children go to school and they will see me there or see our car or see the boys or whatever else. But in saying that too, my kids don't catch school buses. They don't walk home from school. They're not really out without me. They don't. So I, I think that those risks are quite minimal also because I'm with them all of the time. It's not, you know, I know I've spoken about this, their names on school bags and things like that. And and the the other part to that is no, as a I would never say put your child's name on a school bag because it gives that relationship with a, a potential predator that's walking down the street. Could then be like hi, Knox, because they and have that relationship with them already. However, if your child doesn't walk home from school, doesn't catch a school bus, is being picked up and dropped off by you at the school gate, then knock yourself out. Like that to me, then that risk is sort of it's gone. Yeah. You know, you yeah. you've been able to overcome that. So. I, I think you just, it's common sense. It's obviously I would never put naked photos up of them. Um, even the other night the boys were mucking brad and it was so adorable and the sound was so beautiful that I wanted to share it. And I just put a big emoji over the top of where, because Knox was rolling around and he had just underwear on. So I covered it up, even though it was completely fine. There was nothing to see. There was nothing inappropriate. It still was something that I was like, mm, not comfortable with that, not sharing it unless there is a way for me to block that out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um it's just it's just a lot of common sense, but I'm quite comfortable with what we share. Um we've had slip ups. Brad's posted photos before of a parcel he received with our address sitting on the front of it, things like that. We've had slip ups. <laughs> which is always gonna happen. But again, there's plenty of people that live in my town that know where I live. So that's just it just is what it is. Um we all can Google where Chris Hemsworth lives. Can we? Where? <laughs> You know, like there's plenty of actual famous people that um, people know where they live. So, yeah, it is what it is. People see us out and about all of the time. But I think, um, yeah, I'm really comfortable with, with the level of the, the balance we've found. Cool. Present company excluded. I've noticed you've got a lot of uh, influential friends. <laughs> yeah. Are these people that you followed, found yourself, or are these people that – other agencies that you have worked with or when you obviously, um, you know, quite a few of them have managers. Are these planted friends, genuine friends, or you just all have to be together because you're all associated with the same agencies basically is what I'm asking. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's total genuine connections. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle like in forgetting that it's a social platform like you have to be social and we just chat and chatting becomes okay you're really aligned to me like we're we're really the same thing I may chat to someone and then be like oh no you're not my person or you're not you don't promote things that like that are aligned with me or anything you know that you buy followers for instance and I'm like oh I'm not down for that because that's a thing yeah as for the connections no it's just like a bunch of moms helping each other being like who else is on this campaign like does anyone know how to do that transition where I click my fingers and I change my dress how do I do that or how do I pull that sound from TikTok and put it in Instagram like how, how which video um, editing 
you know thing are you are you using so um yeah it's just total a bunch of us helping out others and and supporting each other someone will get something mean said to them or you know and it's having those people that sort of understand that you can bounce things back off or um you know remind you that hey it's probably not actually about you that's something you've said's triggered something in them and it's probably yeah. they're lashing out but just you know don't let it upset you and yeah so it's yeah there's definitely there's no um manufactured or forced friendships that I've that I'm involved yeah. in anyway I know that we've talked about authenticity and money but how do you personally yourself find balance like how do you get a good balance with that because I know you know especially leading up to Christmas you were mentioning things mm. like I'm sorry I've got another ad but that's just the nature of beach based when it's um, you know that time of year so how do you how do you balance the authenticity with with the paid ads it's something I'm really hyper aware of but in saying that I'm I don't plan my content so much so that I I'm super aware of it but then I'm also really terrible at doing something about it I just I try and have a certain amount of ad spaces per week that I try really hard not to go over but in saying that sometimes things are really time specific like I am doing a 24-hour sale so it has to be you have to talk about it at this time because otherwise your followers will miss a sale or whatever or Christmas obviously everyone is like and I think the other side is that everyone is in my dms all day what are you buying Knox? What are you buying Finn? What are you buying your mum? What are we doing this? Where is that from? What did you wear today? I want to buy that as a gift. Like what's your favorite moisturizer so I can buy that as a gift? Like people are hounding me, like give me information, like tell me where, what's all, what's good, like what's for Christmas this year. So I think that around those times of year, yeah, the rules kind of go out the window because you're like, I am getting the feedback constantly on these ads and everyone's like oh my god you've solved this problem you've done this this is perfect this is what I want this is amazing so I can sort of gauge by what people are saying to me how well received it is I know not not everyone likes ads and every time I get on my stories I say sorry guys it's another ad I know we all hate ads I get hundreds of messages being people like I don't hate ads I love ads like this I just bought that product last week and it's changed my life like let me shop I want to shop um and then other people will never buy anything from something they've seen on Instagram which is totally fine as well but they're like oh done with the ad so it comes down to only doing ads that align with me anyway so that I don't Mm -hmm. feel like I'm selling out or not being authentic by talking about an ad because like I said, with the, the spear bed mats, for instance, I love them. I use them every single day. Like I, I talk about them even when I'm not being doing a promo or doing a specific ad. I will just mention them or you'll see them on the kids' beds or whatever. It's just a part of me as a mom. It's a, it's a trick in my toolbox, you know, of something I can pull from. So I don't feel like then doing that ad is not being authentic. I just am aware that I don't want to see ads every every single day from people so I try and you know balance it out I I think that goes along with why when people are an influencer or a content creator is running it as a business they probably won't accept gifts I don't accept gifts because I would then have to post about it I would never take a gift from somebody and not share it if I liked it because that's just mean if I accept a gift I then have to give an ad space up that week for that gift so I've then effectively lost money. If that gift is worth $20, I can't afford to do that. You know, I can't 
or, or I can't, sometimes I do, but I can't always afford to go, well, I'm just going to accept two gifts this week and I'm gonna, they're going to be my ad space. And I'm not going to make anything this week. So it, it's just a balancing act of what I can afford to do at the time, the connections I have with those brands. You know, if, like I said, that the label brand, they're such a cheerleader for me that I'm like, I'd love to help you. I'd love to accept it and help you because you're awesome. Like I, you know, I want to see you do well. So with all the advert, like all the advertising and the promoting, we've got, yeah. you know, as a, as a, a, a an avid scroller, we've got things mm. called influencer flooding, which is where a brand will get a whole heap of influencers to post about the same thing all the mm-hmm. time. So yeah, sorry, at the same time. Once. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Like, is that effective? Is that something that you think hurts your brand? Does it help? What like, what do you stance on that? That's when people will then see like reel after reel after reel in their newsfeed, and it's three people they follow. They're probably we're all connected in some way, so they probably follow all three of us, and they'll cop all three of us row after row. And probably by the third one, they're like, "Oh, okay, I get it. Like, there's a new movie out, or there's a new product out, or whatever." It's so effective because you have just seen three, one after the other. It's stuck in your head then. And then say it's a movie, that night when you sit down with your kids, you'd be like, oh, yeah, there is a new movie out tonight on Netflix or Disney or whatever. Yeah. So I can see why brands do it. It is really effective. I think the influencers probably, it's a negative for them. I know that we will then cop, you know, the the fallout if someone's cranky about it, then we're the ones that are probably going to hear their frustration, which is mm-hmm. totally warranted. Um, but yeah, as a brand, I think it can be really effective. I recommend to my small businesses that they use people that I know we share followers because we're friends or we're together all the time or whatever. And so say if me and a, a friend is together, we'll generally see that we'll have new followers that day that people are like, oh, I love you and you're with them. So I'll probably love them as well. Yeah. So if they use small businesses are really strategic and clever, they'll, they'll get people all in the same sort of circle and then maybe do like one with you. And then maybe in a two weeks time, do one with you. And then they may not, the customer may not buy something on day one on the first ad, but then when they see it on your friend's page, a couple of weeks later, they may be like, oh, I saw that and I loved it, but I didn't have time at the time to buy it or whatever. I'm going to grab that. So it can be really effective that way as well. Yeah, that comes down to what we mentioned before about your objectives and then raising that brand awareness Mm. because, yeah, even though it might seem like you're watching it across (laughs) all of the things, like I've got it, Taco Tuesday, I've got it. Yeah. How much do you feel like that goes, button? So much. Yeah, then that's, you're exactly right. Then that's where it's beneficial as well. So, again, double-edged sword with that sort of stuff. So how do we work with an influencer? We talked about, you know, briefly what to expect and stuff like that. But, like, how how do we approach you? How's it work? Follow them off your page. I know a lot of people will say to me, oh, they want to work with me, but they don't even follow me. How do they know that they like me? And I know that that's probably because they follow us off their personal page and not their business page. So when they pop into our DMs or something, we're like, oh, I've never spoken to you a day in your life. And they're like, oh, I love you. And you're like, do you? Because I've never spoken to you. Um, So follow them off your page, engage with their stuff, particularly their sponsored stuff. Show them that you understand how you can help them and how this all works. Support the brands that they're supporting, you know, jump on there, leave them a message. Wow, this is a really cool bag. Wow, this is great. You know, actually they will notice, trust me, we notice the names that are our biggest cheerleaders. I have followers that post 
every single sponsored post I do, they comment something and they leave a beautiful message. And I, I know those names, like they are so grateful to those people. So don't think that it won't get seen because it will. And make sure that they're your style, like watch their ads and make mm-hmm. sure that there's someone you want repping your brand. Like you have to do your research first. If this person has hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers and, you know, they're like all this, but they're getting like 10 likes on every post, there is something wrong there. You know, if, if the numbers don't add up, check all of that because you can buy followers. You can get online and you can buy followers, which is fraud right like it's literally fraud it's like a tv company saying i'll take your ad and i'll run it across three channels but actually never running it at all or you know i'll show it off to ten thousand people but nobody ever sees it it's it's literally fraud so make sure that the numbers match then email them don't dm them email them we all have our email details in our bios um if you can't find it then sure dm them but you probably will get lost like i said i get three thousand three and a half thousand story replies a week um and i think i'm sitting at around two and a half three thousand just messages a week so there's a really good chance that you're going to get lost um and with instagram you'll probably find sometimes i'll reply to you immediately that's because you've popped to the very top of my inbox as i've clicked on it so i'll make my way down the list but if you were a few hours ago it just keeps scrolling and scrolling, so I may miss you. They are managed by an agency. Their agent's details will be in their bio as well. So then you can just email that agent and say, hi, I'm interested in working with Sarah. Um, can you provide me some details, some media kits? So ask for media kits. Ask for insights. It is not rude to ask for proof. It is standard across the industry. Don't feel like if you receive a media kit, which is generally a PDF, right, which the beautiful Gemma makes mine, um, Mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful document that has all my numbers, all Brad's numbers, all about our family, but there's no proof on that. that. That's just what I'm saying. You're allowed to come back and be like, hi, can I see some screenshots of your last your reach for the last 30 days, um, the most recent two week story views or something like that. It is standard. Big agents do it. Big companies do it. Don't feel like as a small business, you're not allowed to do it. Absolutely. That is where you will see if you've got an influencer that has hundreds of thousands of followers and they send you screenshots back and they've got a couple of hundred people watching their stories a day, you don't want to spend your money on a couple of hundred people, right? Because they're obviously going to be charging big money. Um, You can ask for testimonials. I have brands on my media kit with testimonials that will include ROIs, which will generally be a percentage, like this brand made 15% their investment, this brand made 10% their investment, this brand made their investment back on this particular time. Again, you know, your brand, your strategy, all of that stuff helps with making those results. It's not just the influencer. Us as influencers say we're not here to make sales. We're actually not trying to sell product. We're trying to showcase your brand. We're trying to build brand awareness. We want people to watch our promo and go, well, that's so clever. I've never heard of that. Like, or I now know that brand or I'm in the supermarket and I've seen that brand and I've, oh, Sarah uses that for the kids. They drink that. I'm going to give it a try. That's our job, not actually selling for you. So um, have a look at testimonials or ask for brands that they could say, oh, yeah, I've worked. Who have you worked with that I could have a chat with and reach out to brands that they've worked with and ask them, hey, how did you find it? Like what, what's your – their results may not be yours. They may have a bad result. You may get a good one, vice versa. But you can always have a chat with um, – Have it, do your research. Do as much research as you possibly can. 
then once you're at the stage where, you know, you've spoken about, um, you may say, oh, I want to get, um, you know, so if, if you work with me, for instance, I offer a small business discount. You may say, oh, I really want to get two posts from you um, over the next three months. Um, and we might work out a special price for that or something. Um, so you do all your negotiations, just like a normal business deal. And then trust them, give them a brief, what's important to you, what messaging do you want to get across, and then let them tell you how they're going to do it or give them the best brands I work with, the ones that I have the best relationships with, see it go live at the same time as everyone else. And then I get this beautiful message like, oh my God, I loved that. Like, um, Try not to put too much control over it because that's when, you know, they'll feel like they're trapped into a box. They won't be as creative and it won't, generally it won't end up as fun. And then, you know, from there, all we can do is drive people to your website. It records for us how many people have clicked on that link. So if you ask for insights and you can see that a few thousand people have clicked through to your link, to your website, but perhaps you've only made a few sales, you can then reassess your business. What's wrong with my website? that I'm not converting these sales? What can I do better that when the influencer drives that traffic to my website or my page, but they're not making a purchase or they're getting, we're getting abandoned carts or something, what can I do? Is my price point wrong? Is my website not up to scratch? You can then reach out to someone like you, Gem, that mm -hmm. can come in from the other side and go, great, you've got the interest here. Let's start trying to work out how to convert these people. And yeah, just build that relationship and, and, and give the influencer feedback, what you loved, whether you want to do it again, whether it wasn't for you, like have a chat with them. I'm sure most of us are more than willing to build that connection and 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 relationship as we go. It sounds really exhausting being an influencer, let's be honest. <laughs> it's not all about videoing vacuum games. <laughs> vacuum wars. Throwing bread down the stairs. I feel like that was a perk. <laughs> But we're talking like I can tell you now. I get like five messages in my inbox, and I go, "Oh gosh, that's too hard." You're talking thousands and and thousands of stuff that uh, I guess they're messages like you've sort of said before, and and I know you mentioned to me personally, but messages from people that are either you know thanks so much for this, but some of them are, are quite emotionally uh, like take their emotional toll on you in relation to the sort of stuff that people are opening up with you about. So yeah. it, it, there's a lot of work that I, I guess a lot of people don't realise behind the scenes that is all that constant maintenance and stuff. So, like, it's exhausting, right? <laughs> has to be. I think people are like, my job is to speak to a brand, take money and promote a product. I see my job as maintaining my community and, and serving my community. Like, that's what I did as a cop for all those years, right? Like, I, I feel like, to, for me... I, I'm not doing that anymore and I'm not helping people that way. But now I have this community of people and I'm I'm trying to help them. I'm trying to serve them in some way. So I reply to everyone, even if they just get a double tap and a like on their, their message because I'm, I'm just reading it just to acknowledge I've read it. I read all of them myself. You're my VA. You can confirm. You don't do my messages for me. Um, I can confirm. <laughs> it, they're a lot. If I'm talking about... You know, this week we've had a lot of um, conversations on my stories about horrific things that have happened to children in Australia this year. My DMs 
are a lot right now. Um, there are child victims speaking up, telling me their story. There are people in policing. There are people in child protection. There are people in nurses. We've got teachers messaging saying, I had no idea this was going to be my job when I signed up as a teacher. And I'm also dealing with this. You know, we've got victims that were children that are now older. We've got parents supporting their children that are victims. You, It's a lot. And I think the whole point with social media is that we want to connect with people and we want to talk and we want to tell our story. And that is the role that I, I serve. So I take that very seriously. And I, I try not to aimlessly do messages when I'm not in the headspace I, to give people a proper response and, a, and really acknowledge what they're saying to me and what they're, what they're looking for and really give them that support back. Um, but it can be a lot, you know, if I'm, having a lovely morning and I'm skipping around and I open my DMs and it's like, hi, I'm in labor. I'm about to deliver my stillborn. Can you help me? Because I've had a stillborn. It'll knock my socks off. Like I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah. I wasn't ready for that this morning. And that's now my day. Like I then spend time helping them coordinate and helping them deal with things and contact services and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I truly like that's, to me, that's my job. Like it, it's all of that stuff as well as the the ads that is that constant back and forth with brands, back and forth with legal contracts, big contracts that um, I'm really glad I've got experience in reading legislation and things because when you're working with a big brand, that's what you're you're working with. And never mind the shooting, the content, um, all the editing. So, you know, if I'm, say, my silly vacuum videos, that was a good three days to make that video. Um, so say we get up, we get the kids off to school um, or I'm working around Ted and Ted's home with me or Finn's on at daycare that day as well. So he's home. We obviously need to film um, and then we've got the school run again. So by the time we set up, film, do everything, it's pretty much like time to go and get knocks again um, and then sit down and edit all night or edit the next day, you know, for a 45 second reel that could be like a whole day's worth of editing if you put transitions and you know where we magically jump and the, our clothes change and stuff like that like all that stuff takes a lot of time so I kind of see yeah our, my job is all of it not just the ads per se because if all I was ever putting up was ads then obviously no one would hang around they'd be like well yeah we, we're not here for that we're not just here for that anyway we can watch tv for that yeah, so it's exhausting, but it's also like amazing. I, you know, I'm like any other business owner. I'm working all of the time, but also so flexible, work around my kids, get to do what I love, get to say, you know, have control over what work I do and what work I say no to. So, yeah, it's like any job, right? Like it's got its pros and cons. Um, but I think there's a lot more that people may not understand. Yeah. You know, I know how much just through our daily conversations, how much you appreciate and value the community and, you know, that, that you've been building and stuff like that. And I know that it's really big to you to give back because I I know that you say, oh, I got sent this again, but I really don't need it. So, you know, I'm going to pass it on and stuff like that. The care packages and all of that, do you want to, would you like to explain that a little bit more about why like it's not something that a lot of influencers do but you've obviously got you know your reasons behind that and I yeah would you like to share a little more 
Oh, I just love it. And I do get sent a lot of stuff. Like, you know, so if a brand is sending me, say, let's use skincare because it's um, funny and it's always been laughed about. Say I'm <laughs> trialing a skincare brand. They'll send me their whole range, you know, and I may only be talking about the exfoliant. So that's what I'm trialing. I don't need all of this stuff. But I know that other people may love it. You know, someone may love a little pick-me-up. Um or I buy off the brands that I rep. Like there's so many brands. Like James Cosmetics, I spent hundreds at them at Christmas time. And the brand messaged me and they're like, we would have sent you stuff. Like, and I'm like, no, they were gifts. I bought them. Like I I love your stuff. So I bought from you because I love you. Like, and so then I'll I'll yeah, buy a bunch of stuff or stuff that I have I'm sent and that is not going to be used or whatever else then builds up all these care packages. And I just figure there's so many people in my DMs every week that are having a really, really hard time. Um, all little comments that I see, all the names that I see pop up all the time. Like they're always commenting on my stuff. They're always trying to help me out. Um, so yeah, I just pop something in the post and it's nice. I love, I like everyone loves getting stuff in the post, right? Yeah, we do. <laughs> Our husbands, but we do. <laughs> so honestly, honestly, do influencers really get asked about their skincare? I think you ask me as many times as everybody else about yeah. skincare. I think because I say I have sensitive skin, then people then ask me because they also have sensitive skin. Like we're all trying to find the right products, but um. There is not a day that goes by that I am not asked about my skincare routine, which all of my favorite stuff I put in a highlight reel. So if people are looking for answers, like what baby products I recommend now, my kids aren't babies. Like I had a lady, well, I have ladies every day, but people message me and say, oh, I'm pregnant. What do I buy? Like, what did you love? What's a, what's a must have? And so um, I've got highlight reels with all of that information. So because obviously I'm not talking about baby products anymore. Now my kids are older. Um so always check there, but yes, I the like I wore a Kmart to singlet this morning, and like even you messaged me. I definitely like, do. Is that current? What is that colors lovely? Which is season? That, can I buy that now. Which season? Is that? Like, girlfriend, I bought it when I was in Queensland. I don't know. Is that current enough for Kmart? I don't know. Good. But I so do too. Yeah. yeah. I definitely say to people, oh. What lipstick color is that? What like that's just what we do. Yeah, that's why it works. It's like a mum's group. Like, you know how we used to go to mum's group and we would all say, "Oh, my baby's colicky. What do you use? Or what wrap do you use? What carrier do you use?" It's literally influencers and content creators are just turned it into a business. You know, word of mouth. I use my Instagram like my like a group of friends. Like, oh hey, yeah, <laughs> that's yes. great. That's fantastic. What do you rate it? <laughs> We've done the research on behalf of someone else. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you employ other people? Like who running your business now, now that you are, I mean, I feel you're always there, but now that you are a legit business, where do you outsource? Yeah. So, and I think like that's important. Like influencers pay tax. We're like, we pay our super, like we do all of that as well. So obviously everything that I make, I pay tax on and, you know, all of that as well. So if anyone's thinking that, you know, 
maybe not. So I'm a legit company now. So I've gone from being a sole trader to a company. So obviously I pay accountants, I pay bookkeepers, I pay you to be my VA to help me Mm. um, have some more time to obviously create content and to do what I do and to talk to people. I then will pay Jem to do. um, She does a lot of work for the podcast behind the scenes. She has a lot of the content creation, all of it over on the on the Conscious Projects podcast um, page. She does all of those beautiful graphics and a lot of the captions and things on there as well. You can generally tell if it's me or her writing because hers are always really well written, very well thought out. And mine are just like, a, hey, guys, it's just like a really random thing. Um, I also have a producer for the podcast. So they're all legitimate businesses, like everyone's paying tax and doing the right thing and paying wages and, it's yeah, it's not – we're not just pocketing all the money in. And none of us, again, just reiterating, I will write the captions on the podcast on the Conscious Project um, Instagram, but it's usually like Sarah is still legitimately the one writing back to messages. It's not part of my job oh, yeah. description. So she, there is nobody employed no, to write nice. back there. It's all no. me. <laughs> so speaking of the podcast, what made you decide to branch out into that? And another hard-hitting question, but is this something that you make money off too? Yeah, yeah. So the podcast came because I talk a lot and I have big opinions and I feel like a caption can't get enough, like you can't give enough and you can't convey tone and things get you know misconstrued the wrong ways and stuff. So the podcast was like, and people have big questions, like people are going through a lot of stuff. And I feel like if we share each other's stories and we talk about it and we give each other our pointers and our tips and what we've learned, then other people and other parents are going to help, like going to benefit from that. So the podcast became that platform of like, let's get a mum on that's actually living with this and let's talk to her and let's all learn from her and let's see what we can do to help her and what we can do to help people in our lives and, and actually, you know, inspire people and teach people and just ask people to, you know, ponder things that they may not have thought about before. Um, The podcast does have capacity for ads and you will sometimes hear ads on the podcast. So small businesses can also get um, an ad space on the podcast. However, I is a labor of love um I obviously also have a producer and I have you as my VA that um does a lot of the admin side because there is a lot of that stuff behind the scenes for the podcast so it definitely doesn't make me any money it definitely I run it as um losing money by having it but I think that it's a really nice way to give people a little bit more of me and a little bit more of what um like what I'm talking about and a bit further insight into what I'm talking about and try and help people. Like that's really just, that's just the goal of all of the platforms, right? Like Facebook as well. It's just really trying to to help in some way. I don't know if there's many more questions that I can possibly ask you, but I do want to know, best contract today, what's the best job you've had today? Oh. It's like picking a friend. It's like saying which friend do you actually like the most. The be- the coolest con- let's go with the coolest contract. The coolest yep. contract was definitely my fridge because I had like looked at that fridge we went into Harvey Norman all of the time and one day LG contacted me and they were like, "Hi, we want to do a um a thing with the fridge dishwasher." I literally just bought a brandy dishwasher too, I reckon like 
what it was was it like less than a month beforehand it was um, like four weeks <laughs> yeah and I was like oh I actually just bought a Brady dishwasher and they're like no you have to have it like it's we want to sell them and we want to promote them as a, like because they match and I'm like fair enough um so that and it's like the knock knock fridge so cool I was like so excited then it arrived and it was way too big to get through the door <laughs> so Brad ended up having to take the side fence down we live on a corner block luckily had to take the side fence down the whole neighbors had to come up and help us get it in the back door it was but I love my like literally every day that I go to my fridge I'm like I love you I love you fridge you're my favorite I also love that you said that your coolest job is the fridge like no no pun intended <laughs> I love that uh-huh. <laughs> okay. you were saying I was lame I was like yeah, I'm a lame mom no yoga couches. <laughs> no my kids come over all the time and go why don't we have a fridge that knocks yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's <is> really cool <laughs> so it feels a bit out there to say you're basically our generation's version, not, not you yourself, but influencers are basically mm-hmm. like our generation's version of like a celebrity endorsement. You, you know, you're kind mm-hmm. of celebrities. You, you, you're well known. I don't know. It feels a bit Weird. wanky to use that term. But, <laughs> but you, you know, you're well known. You, if people spot you on the street. I've, I've been to sushi with you. It's yeah. very it's very strange for me when <laughs> people are it's pointing at you. <laughs> Um, but you know that you've opened yourself up so you know you've got a life online which means that there are a lot of people that think that they have got an entitled you know that they're entitled to an opinion to to what you put online how you live your life all of that stuff coupled with your really cool fridge and all the other you know really awesome things that you do get to do because let's be honest there are some pretty really 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 cool you get to do so all in all what do you rate influencer life? What do you give it out of ten stars? <laughs> ten stars. Do you love it? Do you love what you do? Uh, Are you missing the police it. force? Like, give us the rundown. I feel like I'm exactly where I am. Like, I feel like I'm exactly where I should be. I it was a big call to officially resign from the police, and I did. It mainly was a one or the other. It got to a stage where it was like this is, you know, one or one or the other. So I had to make the call and that was to officially resign. I was going back part-time as a police officer on the truck back in general duties. So it was not, you know, the money was very little anyway, but from, you know, as opposed to working full-time in the police, you know, in the roles that I was in earlier in my career before, you know, the little, the little one came along. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I love. I feel like I'm exactly where I will be. I, I don't know what's next, and sometimes that freaks me out because I actually don't really like change. And I don't really like um, not having a plan, and I feel like I probably won't do this forever. So then what? But I feel like, like with the podcast, natural things will just progress, and natural, you know, I'll just do things that naturally feel right to me. At the end of the day, like I post about what I'm passionate about, what I have opinions about post what I think is going to appeal to others or to get likes or followers because I think that that is just people can see right through that you know I I, and I know that you know this week when I posted about there's a bunch of kids um that have been killed in Australia we're up to a ridiculous I think we're up to six this year and it's been like 20 days um I lose followers very quickly when I talk about stuff like this when I talk about domestic violence I lose followers um but I don't really care. Like I I just think I've been given this platform now and I need to post what I'm passionate about. Um, You know, the policing was all about helping people in crisis. 
And I still feel like I do a lot of that in my DMs um, and in on my page. And I, you know, help people quietly without me even sometimes realizing I'll get a message from someone saying, oh, a few months ago you posted this and you have no idea how much that helped me with what I was going through at the time. And so I still feel like that little box for me is being ticked of, you know, helping other people, even if it's not as, um, you know, in the same way or as, as effective or as amazing as it was as a cop. But yeah, I, I love it. I love, I think I just love being social and talking to people, which is literally now mm. what I do all day and all night. And <laughs> I, I just probably need to start to switch off a little bit more. Probably <laughs> yeah, this year I'm going to focus more about getting a better balance. Um, but you know, I work around the kids, so it's, I just sort of, yeah, I just, when I'm on, I'm on, you know, I just try and talk to everyone and do as much as I can. Yeah. But I hope that clears up a bit. I hope it takes away some of the, um, the unknown and the, what the hell and what are these (laughs) mums doing, um, and clears it up a little bit and, and gives them really clear tips for, um, businesses that are may consider influencer marketing or what they're, you know, what it may be right for their business. Thanks, Jem. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely. I'll put your, um, put your website in the show notes as well if anyone's looking for a website, <laughs> creation, design, um, fixer-uppering. You're the best. All the things. Best Hype the girls, co-podcasts, girls. co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> I've got so yeah, many titles now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in today. I would love to continue the conversation with you over on Instagram at the Conscious Project Podcast. Hit subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. And I would be so grateful if you would take a moment to leave me a five-star review. It really does help. Take care.